Alex Mitchell Hart, where it's my job to share something useful, something helpful. Hope you're having a beautiful day. It's a lovely one here in Austin, Texas. And on today's pod, we got our first guest. His name is Adam Lefko. Lefko is a rising star in the sports media world. He's the host of Bleacher Report's The Lefko Show, one of the top sports podcasts in all of iTunes with over 1.5 thousand five-star ratings, where he interviews top NFL players as well as legends of the game, including Michael Vick, Joe Montana, and media moguls such as Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson, as well as some of my favorite authors, including Ryan Holiday. In addition to hosting the Lefko Show, Turner Sports, the owner of Bleacher Report, often selects Lefko to host their largest broadcasted events. In November 2018, he was the host of The Match, the live head-to-head golf match between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, where he hosted alongside Samuel L. Jackson and Charles Barkley. Earlier this year, he was the host of the NBA All-Star Games Rising Stars Challenge on TNT and regularly hosted the NBA Live Twitter show alongside top NBA stars. Lefko has been a great friend for over 15 years now. He dropped by the pod today to chat about his first experience going in the float tank. And this was my first podcast guest, so please bear with me as I'm a little overly excited on this episode. I am making questions up as I go, and it takes a little bit for me to get comfortable. But Lefko is a pro, and I think we had a pretty cool conversation. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Adam Lefko. Adam Lefko, welcome to the show. You know... I'm very excited to join you, especially because you convinced me through your podcast to do float, and now I'm feeling flotatious, so I appreciate it, man. My man, yes. Let's dive right into it. So I put out that episode about floating about a week ago, and I got a text from you uh, maybe a day or two later saying I, I booked my first float. Then I got a text from you the day after the float, and it said, what an experience. So what was the experience, my man? So what's interesting too, is I've seen you post pictures and I know that you go to like different facilities, bro. I ended up going to this guy's house on 23rd street between six and seven, but I I'm telling you, I did a lot of research. And when I, the thing that I read about him that I liked was he said, he's purposely making it difficult. So people can't make it transactional that he wanted the experience to be so special. So Um, I went there, uh, he explained to me for 40 minutes, kind of how it breaks down. But when you have that release where you completely let your body go and your ears are completely submerged and if your eyes are open or they're closed, it's complete darkness and your body time does not matter. And you're just in this state of connection with the breath. I was like, man, Mitch has been on that cheat code for a long time, and I, I should have been on this earlier, man. It was crazy. Hey, bro, that's what I'm here for. Get you caught up real quick. Are you somebody who can naturally float when you're in a pool or in the ocean? Can you float? Well, man, if you've seen my love handles, you know that they are made for floating. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm quite buoyant. Oh, you are buoyant. All right. I thought you might be like me. I'm, I am not a buoyant 
fellow. So oh. that was my, yeah, going into the float tank is kind of the first time I've ever felt that experience of floating, period. Wow. But, you know, we've been, we, we've had a cool relationship for a long time, a cool friendship. It's kind of been based in, you, you know, each of us knowing that we're both kind of going for it in life. We're going for our, our biggest, wildest dreams. And when you see somebody else on that path, you kind of create this bond where, you know, when you learn something new, you want to share with the other person and vice versa. And so, you know, when you come across a book that's shaped you or helped you, you share with me and I do the other. And that's kind of what this floating experience was. And, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, is there anything you would compare it to? Is there any experience in life that it seemed similar to, or was it a whole new beast? I think, well, first of all, like I had done the dead sea before. So I had experienced what it's like to be in salt water like that. So that it helped my experience too. Um, there were like different little stages. So for me, I probably spent the first four or five minutes trying to get over the fact that I was in another man's house naked in like a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. So it really was like for me, finally submerging my ears and getting rid of all of my senses and submitting. That was like what I would compare to like jumping off a super high diving board or like just fully committing. And, and I, I felt that before we're like getting in, on stage in front of like thousands of people. And like, once you start, you've started. So that rush was there. Um, there was one time, man, I would, I'll give you credit where we did an infrared sauna together. And it was the first time I had ever done a body scan and I had never felt the tips of the toes and the tips of my fingers. I never had that sensation. And, um, I remember leaving that day feeling very in tune and I, I felt that again, it was it was the most successful meditation that I had really done in a long time. And, and having an hour of that, um, I'm still feeling it days later. As far as what you're feeling, you know, these days later, how would you describe it? I'm finding myself like I'll be on the subway and I'll just take my headphones out for no reason just to be on the subway. Um, I, you know, Mondays are always interesting at the office because uh, I, I work all the time, but people like to pick up their jobs on Monday morning and then hit me up with stuff. And I found myself pretty patient, uh, which was interesting. And I'm, I'm finding myself avoiding my phone a lot, but also I'm just finding myself sitting back and really feeling connected. Um, and then every now and then when I tell people about my experience, I feel that float, which is pretty interesting. Like I feel like a little taste of that sensation again. What's your meditation practice like these days? And have you done any since the float tank? So I meditated Monday morning and uh, my meditation schedule, as I think is a lot of people is I wish I was doing more, uh, which is part of the reason I love to steal what you learn in your quest for self, because you're, it's, you, you, it's like kind of driving a boat in another boat's wake. I'm kind of like, Hey man, thanks for crushing all those ways. I'm gonna... <laughs> but, um, Mondays was really good. And, you know, I look and, and I, I kind of wrote down some things I'm grateful for and it felt great today. I went to the gym and I, I went really hard, but I, I don't know, like, you know, when you're, if you're running a little bit or you're doing the crunches and you're not even really counting and you get in that flow, I felt it a little bit in that flow, to be honest, too. Have you had to deal with anything stressful since the, oh, since yeah. the float? And has, have you noticed any, any shifts there or anything like that? 
Yeah, I mean, it literally caused me to say at the end of my podcast yesterday that it takes more effort to be an asshole than it does to be gracious. And because that's what the float has left me with, where it's like, I see people yelling at each other on the train or people come up to me with stresses at work and I find myself going, it's all good. This is so small. We're going to figure this out. And people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, no, right now I would say that you're the crazy one, but I'm trying not to call people crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, I feel you. yeah, it slows it down. I feel you. I feel you. So one of the things I think about from time to time is like, damn, if I had known about meditation during high school basketball, that would have been crazy. Yeah. Float tank, same thing. So when you think about a guy like Steph Curry saying yeah. he goes 60 to 90 minutes every one to two weeks, yes. like what, what are your thoughts after doing it once of what that may be like for an athlete? And, and also knowing that he's definitely the minority in this case. It's not like everybody's doing it. But if the six foot skinny guy who got back to back MVPs is doing it, it might be a good idea for other people to check out. I'll say, I mean, look, the, the two things I need to do more are meditate and go to the gym. And I've done them both a lot more in the last two weeks. I'm kind of getting back into it. And I went hard on Friday and then Saturday I did the tank and I felt amazing as soon as I stepped, like my neck was relieved, my back, like it was incredible. And then, I mean, you know, man, like, I saw Stefan Tahoe at the golf tournament and he played four game. He played four rounds of golf that week, but he is so in tune with his body that it, it makes sense to me. The dude that I went to, his name's Sam. He's had this float tank for like 30 years. He told me he has like Navy seals that come in. He has performers that go on stage and they come like four hours before they're about to do a set. Like they come to him and he said, because when they get up there, they, they say it's like a cheat code that like there's so much more. They're feeling the energy around them to what you were saying about stress. I'm walking down a New York City street and there's a jackhammer and I'm not even thrown off by the jackhammer. I'm more looking at like the mechanics of pile driving. And I'm thinking about like the decades of, of generations of people that have probably jackhammered. So let's say this. Um, I wasn't really able to dive into the creative exploration. Uh, I think my first time I, I was really trying to recenter on my breath a lot. Uh, I was trying to do a lot of body scans. I'm definitely going to do it again to try and think of creative process. But I think of Steph Curry and I think of visualizing shots. And I th think about like thinking about a game plan or, or watching film of another team and then going into the tank and just letting my brain wander. Um, mm. 90 minutes sounds, what's so funny is if you told me I was in there for three hours or three days, I would have believed you because time isn't real. So like, I, I, I would love to do longer sessions. It, it was that rewarding. One of the funny things about floating and why this is such a, uh, you know, a topic I was, I was excited to share about is because there's so many ways you can, there's so many different benefits you can get from it. And as a result, there's so many ways you can, you can kind of um, sell it to people or get them interested in it. So mm -hmm. like I mentioned over and over, at a baseline, you're getting 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt. Your body's going to get extremely relaxed. That is good for any person, any athlete, right? It is going to relax your muscles. It's going to make your recovery better. So 
you can sell it in in that package if if you want. Um, you can sell it in the oh let's let's recap the game and visualize yeah um, what we want to do next game. You can do that. But see, to me, what the funny part is is deep down, I want other people to experience what I've experienced through meditation, not from like a, Oh, everybody's got to do it standpoint, but just from a life's better when your mind is slowed down. And I want, I, I want more and more people to be able to experience that. So floating's this, this funny thing where, you know, you don't have to take up a meditation practice. You don't even have to have the intention of slowing down your mind. But if you get in there mm. with the intent, the intention simply of, you know, I want to, I want to recover my body faster. You know, I want to relax and process this game, visualize the future, whatever. Let's say, you know, you being connected to the whole NFL world, you, you made right. this thing go viral. They all get in there for their muscles, but there's going to be all these funny side effects where these people start like getting really getting in tune with their, their center and deeply, uh, deeply aligned with, with that space. And so that's just kind of fun, a funny part of the float tank. Our friend Webbs, for example, I'd love to sell it to him. And bro, oh. this will this will pr improve your golf game, bro. Guaranteed. Like you'll step up there super calm. But the side effects is it's going to improve the rest of your life too. I think it was Aristotle that said if you if you get in, it'll it'll knock your calmness down about twenty five points. Uh, I think it was <laughs> either him or you on that podcast. But I think it's. Um, Look, man, in our society, there's not a lot of times where my phone isn't next to me or buzzing for an hour straight. And so to be in a place where I'm just sitting on my breath, you know, like if, I, if I'm using an app and I'm doing a time meditation for like 10, 15 minutes, uh, I'm awaiting that noise. But when you fully submit and you close your eyes and you, you get rid of all of those sensory and you realize that this is where I am now. I think there's also something about just giving in that is it's what which I always see you talk about with meditation, which is allow yourself to be free. And there, because I'm removing my vision and my hearing and my touch, I've given in everything. I, I have nothing anymore. I am I am floating in the middle of nowhere with nothing but my thoughts. And it's. I, I want everyone to take a second and relax and to not be connected to something. Um, I, I will tell you uh, two funny things about it. I tipped the dude like 20 bucks beforehand because mm -hmm. I pretty much like winked and was like, so please don't kill me. And then afterwards I had lunch with my cousin and I dropped so many gems. He's like, is in college doing internships. And I'm like, so he, here is the key to life. And he was just like, wow, this is a really intense lunch. But um, yeah, <laughs> how many times have you talked about mode stacking? And, and for me, doing or like going into that stack so many things on top of each other. And it's, it's really like stacks that go on for just past that moment. You could stack while you're in there. But then also like that relaxation afterwards you can meditate on top of that. And then also like it, it has so many more combinations. hundred percent, man. I'm, absolutely. I think that's one of the parts I really want, you know, wanted to get across in that episode is that it's not just about the experience you have in there and it's okay. If the experience in there is challenging, like yeah. being, al being alone in a 
in a tub with the lights off. I like, was afraid to open that, my eyes, Mitch. I was afraid. <laughs> I was like, this is what it's going to be like to be blind. So, like, that was the second five minutes. And then, I don't know if you've ever had this, halfway through, I'm like, yo, the only muscle I can feel in my body right now is my tongue. And, like, my <laughs> tongue is just, like, sitting in my mouth because, like, I, I, I feel nothing else. And I'm like, yo, I am, I'm trying to not think about my tongue. And God bless the breath because mm. there, there is nothing more beautiful in this world than hearing your heartbeat and feeling your breath and realizing that that's it. That's all you are. Mm -hmm. that, absolutely. So did you find it? Um, like often there's like an arc I find to the, to the float there can, you know, you go through some challenging points, you get the mind tired out and then you kind of break through to that calm state where there's first, there's nothing. Mm. And then there's, then there's room for, new things, new connections, new ideas to flow in. Did you, did you find your experience challenging? Um, or what was the, the kind of overall story arc of, of your float mate? It really reminded me of early on meditation where like I'd hear a car and I'd, I'd drift and I'd try and bring it back as quickly as I could. And, um, you know, cause I, I usually will meditate on my roof. Uh, it's just like that quiet New York vibe up there, but it was definitely challenging. And I, I kept saying to myself, it's the first time. And I was trying to allow myself to be challenging. And to uh, the guy, Sam, really gave me one great piece of advice, which was don't run from anything in the tank, which was if you're feeling neck pain, sit in that neck pain. If you're feel like, like kind of really, or if you're in a thought, it's okay to be in that thought. You know, don't run from it and, and don't run from the fact that it's challenging. So it was, it just reminded me of like early meditation where, um, I, I, dude, I think at one point I had like 700 ideas in 60 seconds mm -hmm. and it's like, I was like, I'm not going to retain any of those, but mm -hmm. that's a really cool brain explosion. <sighs> Let's get back, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely. I, I think, um, that's, you know, that's, that's why it, it is work sometimes going in there and it's work with great, great benefit. Um, but what's cool now that you've gotten your first one done is you got a feel for what it's like and yeah. your second floats can be completely different in terms of your, you're not going to have to reacclimate to this new experience. You're going to jump right in and be like, Oh, we're back. You can almost, you can almost pick up right where you left, left off and Oftentimes, you know, the more you go, the, the deeper you go and often the less challenging it can get. And so, yeah, definitely we were talking a little bit before we, we started recording just the idea of going in there with some specific creative mm. thing you want to you wanna work on, something related to, to yeah, work I, or, it, or otherwise. My, my question for you would be when you go in there with like a creative mindset or like one thing that you're really trying to brainstorm about, is it, does it like, why is it different than brainstorming at your desk or why is it different than meditation? What have you found that makes it such a great thing to access? Cause I, I haven't reached a point where I can do one. I almost start judging myself for thinking about that. I'm like, why are you thinking about nothing? So I'm curious, like, how did you get there and, and what do you really see in the benefits from it? 
Yeah, so there, there's two big parts to it. One is that that idea of you know what what the guy was telling you of don't don't run from it. Yeah. When you're in the float tank, you can't run from it. There's nowhere to go. And like in real <laughs> life, in in real life, the second something unpleasant comes up, we distract ourselves Gosh. nine times out of ten. Whether because it, it's so easy, there's there's an infinite amount of things to distract ourselves with, and why would you deal with that unpleasant thought or that frustrating wall you hit when you're like working on a brainstorm? Your, your, your first inclination is to get distracted. And so it takes a lot more self-discipline to, to actually stay on topic and, and, you know, bust through those creative walls. Whereas in the float tank, you can't run. So Hmm. you just have this open space for you to, to work on a specific, problem you're solving or a specific area you want to ideate on and so that that part alone is huge and then the the second is what I talked about on the podcast and curious if you experienced this at all is because your body your brain doesn't have to do anything else your mind goes to a whole nother level you you tap into like a, a new level of intelligence and creativity because your mind is not it's not outside it's not processing like oh the tr- i'm processing the trees and the people walking on the street it's not it doesn't have to process anything visually anything audio anything related to your sense of touch etc so those two things combined and lastly just being that there's you know one to two hours is a long time there's no rush. You can just hang out and like let things come to you. You can go down different rabbit holes and you're not like, oh man, why'd I go down that rabbit hole? That was a bad idea. You just, you just kind of keep going and from a, a super relaxed place with nowhere to be. So he told me he's a three hour Sunday late afternoon guy. Have you found when you like to do it the most? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, Saturday or Sunday morning guy but like 11 o'clock 11 or one o'clock um in la it was often saturday instead of you know getting up wicked early it's like get up at like eight get to the float tank at like 10 and then in here in texas i've been doing it more like 11 o'clock one o'clock but but weekends early on when i have nothing else um you know on the schedule is, is my favorite you know how i knew it did something to me because my fiance was looking at me like I had three heads. She was like, Adam, why are you so calm right now? And I was like, I was like, are you mistaking my calmness? Like I'm, I'm game planning something. She was like, no, it's incredible. I, what did you do today? And I told her and she was like, you did that. But I'm, I'm very excited for when you and I try to incept you to buy your own float tank in your house. And I'm just going to come down and visit you all the time and just do like long float sessions. It's on the roadmap. It's on the roadmap. <laughs> uh, yo, so so let's let's wrap up, my man. Anything else you'd you'd like to tell the people? You, do you need more people to sign up for this fantasy league, or are you guys maxed out? We're over a thousand now. Like I don't even know how we're gonna do this. It's just uh, I do a podcast called The Left Coast Show. Uh, Mitch is one of my best friends. I talk about sports, and I've just reached a point where. Uh, you know, talking about life and talking about what we all go through and how we all experience it and how we can make it great. And uh, I, I enjoy listening to your show. So I, I, I'm i a fan. I appreciate you having me on, dude. Likewise, man. Uh, look forward to, to more chats. We got a lot more to explore. 
Hell yeah, brother. I uh, appreciate you stopping by, man. Much love, and uh, we'll catch you on the Left Go Show. Hey, keep floating, homie. Thanks, homie. Peace. Hey guys, Alex here. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Adam Lefko. If you did enjoy this episode or any previous episodes, I would greatly appreciate it if you could drop a five-star rating in iTunes. You don't even have to write a review. This will take you all of six seconds to scroll down with your thumbs, tap the five-star button, and that's it. Also, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Mitchell Shares. Shoot me any feedback you want. Any questions, I'd love to hear from you. And lastly, this is just a passion project where I'm trying to share messages that are helpful. So if you know anyone who might like the pod, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. That's how we get the word out. That's how we spread the message. And I would greatly appreciate it. So thank you once again. Hope you are having a beautiful day, a blessed weekend. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. We out. Much love. Peace. Peace.